Hey there, friends and foes. Sorry about that delay. This is John Pike, the prophet of pop culture. You can call me Johnny. We had some issues with Facebook this morning, but that's okay. We are here live with Back of the Cereal Box. We are brought to you by Hitchhiker Toys, and we're going to have a lot of fun in the virtual rec room this morning because joining us live is Regor from the That Is Now podcast, and we're going to welcome him right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Elvis Presley, yeah, he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable. You can't be that original. Guys and gals, friends and foes, welcome to Back of the Cereal Box. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And you know what? I'm back in the studio after being out of the studio for four weeks, and I realized that you get really rusty at running the studio really, really quick. And um, so I'm still learning all over again. It's really not fun. Adulting is hard. We are brought to you this morning by Hitchhiker Toys in White House, Tennessee. Check them out at hitchhikertoys.com. Our theme song was recorded by The Murdering Crows, and you can get their, their album, Four Bad Crows, at Amazon, Google, and Apple Music. And, of course, brought to you by our super fans, Sharice Collins, Cindy Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven-Jones, Eli Cash, and you too can have your name in lights at buymeacoffee.com slash CerealBoxPod. Now, we've got a crowded rec room this morning. We've got a big party happening. People are showing up to have fun with us this morning, and I'm glad that you are here with us. Here's how this works. As we're doing the show, you get to be a part of the show by posting comments, and we are going to interact with you. And the first question that we have to ask is, where in the world is co-host Debarty? And co-host Debarty is on vacation with her family. So subbing in, she got the tag. It is the one, the only Willow Skyler. <laughs> And Willow isn't just subbing for Debarty. She is going to be a regular co-host going forward. Surprise, surprise, surprise. We're super Yay. excited about that. <laughs> the Peppermint Princess, the social socialite. She is here with us. So um, for those of you who don't know, my name is John Pica. I am the prophet of pop culture. Avengers movies or Avengers comics and Star Wars movies made me who I am today. And I'm an author, actor, singer, magician, podcaster. Willow, tell everyone who you are, what you do, and what's in your bowl this morning. This morning, I'm eating Sonic the Hedgehog cereal. Oh, 
Ah, well, okay. So I'm a huge pop culture nerd myself. Um, Saturday morning cartoons was pretty much it for me where, you know, I'd wake up every morning at the crack of dawn and get a bowl of cereal and, you know, and, you know, park myself in front of the TV for the next like 10 hours (laughs) or however long it was. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm Canadian, so we had a lot of interesting shows. I we got a lot of the you know, typical cartoons like Jetsons, uh, Flintstones, uh, Scooby Doo, but we had a lot of our own uh, you know, cartoons as well. Um, and so we'll get get to talking about that later. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, I love movies. I love yeah, I love cartoons. I love comics pretty much everything <laughs> awesome well let's welcome in our other regular co-hosts the queen of hopeful simplicity melissa stetcher melissa tell everyone who you are what you do and what's in your bowl good morning so i've already had a shower and a cup of coffee so i'm on a cup too so what? hold <laughs> on press I am Melissa. For those of you that don't know, I am the owner and creator of Hopeful Simplicity. So I get to help people achieve a less stressed lifestyle by focusing just 15 minutes a day on organizing. Um, Fandoms, my top three, let's go top three because really that list could last, is going to be Harry Potter. These are all Harry Potter pops. Only my Harry Potter ones. Um, Harry Potter, Gears of War, and Disney. But I pretty much love books and nerds and fandoms. And in my handled bowl today, soldiers in your cup. Ding. <laughs> but I did just for you, Johnny. I got my steps in already because I'm like, why am I in the kitchen again? Why am I down here again? And I remembered to bring oh. our Rubbermaid container. Of our favorite in this house are Reese Puffs, but I'm not going to lie. I have three of these because they fit perfectly in the pantry space. And one of them still has like the cocoa Halloween chocolate thing. <laughs> because I don't, it, I don't, I don't like Well, there, there are enough well, preservatives in it that it's not going to go bad. You Melissa, can eat that 20 years from now. Melissa, you will be so proud of me. I, I ended up putting together the my Ghostbuster cereal and my Booberry cereal uh and together is that what one, you have right it, now yeah it's good it is really good of course it is yes does the Ghostbuster one absorb the Booberry one because they're well there's more ghost Ghostberry stuff in there than the Booberry but it yeah it's just some like I, I needed to milk. I needed to make room in my in my in my cupboard for other stuff, so I amalgamated two cereals into one. Good job, high five! So. We <laughs> <laughs> virtual high five. We also need to welcome in our other co-host. She's gonna body slam you with laughter all the way from New York City. It is the Silver Queen. Ivy Roman, Ivy, tell everybody who you are, what you do, and what's in your bowl, because we always have new people joining us who don't know what the heck this is. Yeah, well, first off, good morning, beautifuls. How are you? Everyone, hold on, before I introduce myself, hi, Melissa, our tradition, good morning. So, my name is Ivy Roman, I'm a professional wrestler, comedian, 
podcaster myself. I have my own podcast called Healing with Ivy on Spotify. And my fandom is X-Men top three, like Melissa. X-Men, Spider-Man, and wrestling, y'all. Of course, wrestling is my biggest fandom. And today in my bowl, we have Fruit Loops. If you guys follow Back at the Cereal Box on Instagram, I do these fun, crazy reels every once in a while. And I ask you guys what cereal I to get. So we are down to the last of the Fruit Loops. And this is what we're enjoying today. I usually have it in my coffee, but I like having my Fruit Loops like with no milk. So we're having coffee and some Fruit Loops today. Fruit Loops are a respectable dry cereal snack. Mm-hmm. They are perfect for, you know, just popping on the go or watching a movie or a cartoon series. We have two guests in the rec room this morning. One is our regular guest. He's joined. He joins us every month, one Saturday a month, all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina. It is the one, the only host of Drew versus the World, Drew Milden. Hey, I'm I'm not watching what I'm supposed to watch now. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, Hey, everybody, how's it going? Um, I um, first and foremost, nice to see the wonderful ladies, Um, Johnny. Happy Father's Day um, in advance. Same to you. Um, Thank you, thank you. Um, first and foremost, um, my name is Drew. I'm the host of Drew vs. World podcast, and my fandom is Spider-Man, um, Avengers, and anything pop culture. Honestly, I'm a plethora of knowledge when it comes from Simpsons to musicals to comedy to local New York reference to local Charlotte references to local shows, How I Met Your Mother, Seinfeld, like just a wide wash. How I met your father. Love. That's <laughs> that show is interesting. <laughs> How I met everybody on the screen. That can be a show. Basically, basically, that's you the sound, next show. You sound like Gilbert Garfield. How I met everybody on the screen. <laughs> All right, Pete. you know it's the strangest thing. <laughs> I was in New York. I gotta tell you, it's more fun than USA's up all night. <laughs> here's, here's here's the thing so i i usually bring a snack um and this week i'm just doing cinnamon toast crunch um it looks like uh cinnamon toast crunch is like um x-rated <laughs> this is also respectable um i'm doing it dry too um so can I just say, Drew, <laughs> Drew, as 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 a health food fan, Drew, as as a healthy living fan, you are going to appreciate that Sonic the Hedgehog cereal does not have any ingredients on it that you cannot pronounce. Mm, hmm. It makes you it makes you go fast. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty good, pretty good. I'll do a full review you later didn't get on that it. one. <laughs> I, no, I did. I, I got it. I got it really no, quickly, it, and I was just let, like, "Wait, hold on." I I spilled a box of the Captain Crunch cinnamon bolts cereal Ooh. on my office floor, and those do make your dog go fast. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we need to welcome our very special guest. He is the host of the Then Is Now podcast, and has his fingers in so many other things. He's such a cool guy. He is a pop culture historian himself. 
Rigor, Roger Frolian. Welcome to the virtual rec room. He's on mute. You're muted, Roger. Uh-oh. We're entertaining. Uh-oh. He doesn't know he's on mute. He You're on mute. I'm mute. You're muted. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I apologize. My virtual background's not working. I, I don't know. I, I'm used to Zoom, so this is new to me. But in my bowl today, I'm so honored to be here. Let's see if I can get this. So yeah, in my bowl today, I have got blueberry Cheerios. Ooh, oh, wow. Are really good. Normally, uh, lately, my diet's sort of been uh, like a, a protein shake in the morning and a protein shake in the afternoon and then like a real small dinner. But um, I'm really enjoying this cereal, so I'm glad to be here. Glad to meet you all. And uh, it's awesome. Yeah, I host Then Is Now podcast. I also host the East Meets the West podcast where we talk about Shaw Brothers films and Spaghetti Western movies, which are films that came out between the 60s and the 80s. And I just want to say that I'm, I'm just so psyched and stoked. I have to say this. I just got hired as a writer for a company called Static Media. And their website is The List, thelist.com. I'm, I'm going to be a new soap opera news writer for that website Yay! It's that is it's awesome. a joke. It's so cool i mean Congrats. i've been watching General hospital since 1981 yeah. my wife can attest you know we watch it every night and so now i gotta bone up on the other shows <laughs> yeah that is got amazing congrats we gotta go watch our stories yes. you know, know we said that you know i want much of my stories now and i would watch them with her one life to live and all my children in general hospital so i love all my children. days of our lives doesn't progress after 30 years right, right. <laughs> absolutely it's the same Marlene is still possessed by the devil you know mm-hmm. <laughs> well for everyone who's just now tuning in wondering what this big party is all about uh, we are called Back of the Cereal Box because some of us on the screen are of an age where we did not have iPhones or iPads at the breakfast table on Saturday morning. In between cartoons, comics, kaiju, and kung fu movies, we were reading the back of the cereal box. And that was the newspaper to us. Right, Roger? That was like the entire yes. world. <laughs> yeah. And, and it is the pop culture, the portal to the pop culture that we celebrate. So we are a podcast that celebrates the pop culture of our youth, uh, the pop culture from the back of the cereal box while celebrating. I just messed that all up, Melissa. I've got your tongue this morning, tang tangled. We are a pop culture podcast celebrating the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth while surviving adulthood today. And you guys, I got to tell you, adulthood has been particularly difficult for me this weekend. I'm just going to throw that out there. Open <laughs> me a new too, show. honey. This whole week has been an adventure. I, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Ivy and I have been talking on the phone just about every morning. It's been funny uh, what's been going on. But so, we go ahead, Drew. I was going to say, um, Rigor, um, you said you're a General Hospital fan? Oh, absolutely. Yes. So do you know um, Taggart? Yes. Lieutenant Taggart. Yes. He was actually on my podcast. Riel Andrews was actually oh, on wow. my podcast. If you if you ever want to chat with him, I can send you his information. He's a pretty cool dude. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Okay. We've had a lot of celebrities on our show, and I would love to have him on. I, I would nice. love to talk to him because he's such a great guy. Yeah. I need pretty, to put 
<clears throat> I need to put Drew in charge of booking guests for this show. <laughs> for real. You can you can take over healing with Ivy too. <laughs> Ooh, I think I have a business. <laughs> I think he, so. He, oh, you know what? Drew. Hmm. Let's have that conversation offline. Outside. Um, <laughs> now Outside everyone watching. Network. Everyone watching, you can post comments and be a part of the show, like James Scott, who says, what's up? What's up, James Scott from across the pond? And our very good friend, Angel Love, the curious idealist, says, good morning, pocket friends. And she asks, Ivy, did Ivy get a new mic? I did. Hashtag sounding great. Thank you. So I have been getting paid to create content for certain brands. So I took the initiative and I said, you know, I need new tech for healing with Ivy and back at the cereal box. It was at my highest priority and I got some really good deals and I have my HD mic. I have my HD camera. All we're all set. I just need I just need a bigger apartment. So I can have a real studio. (laughs) Not in New York. This, no, this definitely not. <laughs> I live in a boxing room. Right? <laughs> you do like side by side desks, and then high five in real life, and then I'll exactly. like fall over. But yeah, this this is the I, real I life would, struggle, I would love isn't falling. it? I know how to fall. <laughs> so for all of those of you who did not see this week, we're we're going to be a little bit different format than our usual show. We're going to take a deep dive with uh, Roger into the return of the Saturday movie horror hosts. But before we do that, I have to acknowledge uh, a little bit of sad news. Uh, This week, the comic book world lost artist Tim Sale. Uh, If you guys don't know, Tim Sale is the legendary artist between behind Spider-Man Blue, Mm -hmm. Batman, Batman, The Long Halloween. His artwork was just beautiful. It was all done with uh, brush and watercolor, and here's his Daredevil work. Uh, one of the most influential artists of my generation, and uh, someone that I've always looked up to with the way that he does uh, art. And and you guys, we have lost three major artists. 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 <laughs> three major artists just within the last couple of weeks: Neil Adams. George Perez and now Tim Sale, all within just a few weeks. I'm, I'm, you guys, adulting is hard. I put security around you, Johnny. Can't lose you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to put all if did put you? a bubble over you. Well, did I'm you not see a... Bob, the Bob Saget's uh memorial that they have, I think no. it's on online. No. It broke uh-uh. my heart. It was, it was, it's so good. Jim Carrey actually is saying jokes on a stage, like, like remembering him it's so yeah. crazy i'll have to check that out i haven't seen that now normally we would do a segment for new loot but believe it or not guys i don't have anything to pull out of the cereal box this morning but i know that melissa does because i saw melissa's reel where she got something very special in the mail so melissa show right. us what you got well i actually I haven't been back since I went to PopCon. And so I brought a couple of the things from PopCon. All right. Share with us. But, okay, so in the mail, this did come yesterday in the mail. And I got this in the mail because, so this is the Patronus, uh, the cat Patronus. Oh, cute. Oh, super Um, cute. They had it at PopCon, 
But if I can get it on Pop in a Box for like ten dollars, why am I going to pay forty? I'm all for supporting small, but come on now. No, no, you're you're. I, I'm right there with you. But also at let's just say for two plus years now we have been looking for this. Bumper escape. Wow. Nice. Who's guess who didn't pay over two hundred dollars for it? This you. Guess like who, under eighty dollars for it. Well, the person is, this girl went with, but who is Boggart? The Boggart is Snape in like when he comes out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is the thing that scares Neville most is Professor Snape. So Professor Snape is dressed up as Neville in Neville's grandmother's clothes to bright to bring that hilarity to it. Huh? It's so. Uh, you should really deep dive into some of my fandoms, Johnny. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just saying, you have to watch all these things, and I'm like, meh. I've watched all of the Harry Potter movies, but I don't remember that. And then... <laughs> I know Tom Riddle. So this is the sepia one. I also got this at Indiana Popcorn, or Indie Popcorn. Johnny, it was the beginning. It was like the, what, second second movie or third, first movie where they were doing their charms and everything was coming out of the closet showing their worst fears? It's the third one. It's yeah, my third one. favorite and, because Gary Oldman. And then um, the, the Boggart comes out and is, I believe it, he's a um, the mentor for Harry. And the Snapes has to stop, stop it or with the pef- professor, whatever his name has to stop it. Lupin Remember that? Lupin yep. stops Lupin, it. yeah. <laughs> I get all my stuff to I, I know it. It's all in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just got to separate the files in your brain. Like, right. like you know, I'm looking <laughs> for this one. It's been a while, too. Yeah. And Drew, Drew, do you play Borderlands at all? Um, Yes. Okay. This so, was become a movie supposed to come out, right? Oh, my God. I can't freaking wait for that. But I may have gotten in the box yesterday the new tiny tina pop so i have all the ladies <laughs> i've got lilith maya and i like the ladies more than like the guys in that movie and that show <laughs> that, um, game. well hello keisha hi keisha i didn't i didn't win those so i kept the ladies when we split ridiculous yes dave good morning sorry two cups my bad. I'm trying very hard to save up to get a Mad Moxie costume made. So, yeah. Ooh. You should come to Gen Con. There's normally somebody. Oh, my gosh. She's so cute. And she does it in roller skates all day. Oh, <laughs> no. I, I, I know one of the women who uh, actually works uh, at their booth. So, it's like she dresses up as Mad Moxie and works their booth. And I'm just like, that's my goal one day is to go down and... <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else, Melissa, that you got to show off? You got a big box in the mail. I did. Okay, but I already took it downstairs. But I also got okay. these at PopCon. <clears throat> I'm not going to take them all out. I'll take one out so you can see it. Ooh. Ooh. That is an appropriate reaction. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I've got these to go with my various fandoms so I can frame them and then. That's a great idea, though, how they did that. I I love that. I love that. Yeah. I I had to get drug away. He was like, all right, you get four, I'll get four. No, put those back. No, don't do those. No, we don't need that. (laughs) Really? Put it back. Put it back. Put it back. I'm like, but but if I get 10 and then you get 10 and then we get. No. 
Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Melissa. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. It was so, such a such a good time. So I know that uh, Drew, you probably have some new loot, Ivy, Willow, um, but Ivy, I wanted you to talk real quick about this. I'm oh my holding God. up the cover yes. to do a power bomb. <laughs> I love this, it. We were we were sent this comic to review by um, Image Comics, and as soon as Ivy read it two weeks ago, she emailed me and said, oh my God, I've got to talk about this. And so uh, let's let's hear your thoughts, Ivy, about do a powerbomb. Well, I don't want to give too much away because it is so amazing that everyone really needs to get their copy like ASAP. Like after this live, you need to buy it. Um, what I loved about the story is a young woman, a female wrestler, uh, independent wrestler, and she has a daughter. And, you know, it just shows a match that didn't go well. Um, you know, spoiler alert, she, you know, is no longer wrestling or no longer with her daughter. And it, like, took me back to just the struggles as a female, like, independent wrestler. Just trying to figure out the business and make it work for you and make sure that you're, you know, also being present with your family at the same time that you're chasing this amazing dream. And it just shows the daughter eventually trying to follow in her mother's footsteps and everyone kind of just keeping her away, trying to keep her away from the world. Um, and then it's just, it, it's so, it, it's, it's one of those stories that you just can't put down. Uh, it's the same feeling I got when I first started reading uh, Hellboy and Walking Dead, just something that I can't um, think about just putting down i need some coheed in cambria and i'm just let letting the story come to life off of the pages it was amazing so grab that do a power bomb by image comics it's on shelves at your local comic book shop it's a seven seven issue series issue number one is out this week all right drew you got any loot for us um but of course um so obviously this week is dad dad's weekend so I'm just gonna have dad related loot. Um, my daughter, I love that. My daughter gave me this. We're gonna blur out her face, but um, it's like I love you, dad. And um, she made a little her handprints and all that good stuff here. That is oh, so cute. Yeah. You can see it. It's pretty I dope. Saw a little bit. Um, and then my my son gave me a keychain, little foot keychain with a little poem. Oh, that is so adorable. Um, and then this is what we're going to do tomorrow. Um, we're going to do a little, you can see it. Scoot, it. scoot it back. You see? I don't know. It's Everything's blurry except for you. There. Oh, I saw some of it. Oh, oh so you guys are going to paint it? It's like a, it's a cookie set. Oh, okay. I was close. A cookie, a cookie set where you can, um, you can actually. Hey, we're gonna do that because I want you to see this cookie set because it's from my kids. Here you go. There oh. we go. Yes. Oh, that is so, so a, awesome. All set, right. And you uh, paint the cookies, and they have like little like candy. Um, 
it's like a gingerbread house, basically, yeah. but a dad's version. With dad's, it's gonna, oh, it's gonna taste okay. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But it will be fun to do with the kids. A thousand percent. Can you can you record yourself just taking the first bite? I'm really curious of your <laughs> facial expressions, like when you take that first bite. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> so speaking yeah. of tasting horrible, you guys, I'm so upset. This past weekend, I was in Gatlinburg, and I was at a store called Emery Five and Dime. Hmm. And they they had they had bacon soda with chocolate, and they say that everything is better with bacon. Oh yeah, it's a lie. Oh. <laughs> because I tried that soda, and it was the worst thing ever. Now I thought I thought I was recording the taste test, and it didn't record. But I took one drink of it and I was like, oh no, 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 no. And but I had to drink the whole thing because I paid almost five bucks for it. So no. and, and it made me very sick afterwards. You Willow, don't have to drink you got any will thing. you got any loot for us, Willow? Unfortunately, I do not. That's uh, okay. my my husband though has been getting a lot of stuff from uh, uh he got into a new game, so yeah, he, he's been getting a lot of stuff for his new game. What game? Battletech. Battletech. Oh. So, 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 Melissa, you posted something in the chat. Is this a tip for Drew? Yes, it is. She's nodding. We'll, we'll share the tri- tip with everybody. This is this is a helpful life tip, and you're on mute. Yeah, because she's cursing oh, she's you out. Cursing <laughs> so hard. <laughs> By the way, Why? and John, John, they made they made a chocolate Coke. I don't know if Pepsi or Coke made chocolate Coke or Pepsi. I love Lunch it. You had you had that before? Yes, I love that. Take that and mix it with the vanilla Coke. Oh my goodness, it's magical. Just Ooh, FYI, I'll have to try that. So, Melissa, what was that helpful tip about the ice trays? So, if you're doing like like those cookie sets or gingerbread things, and you've got kids, because kids. <laughs> um if you put them like everybody gets like their own individual ice tray or you set separate the candies into cupcake trays mm. then oh you get this row and you get this row and we do that and then it's easier to clean up like they just dump and go because that that tastes nasty but. yeah i have a two-year-old and six-year-old it's just like mad max fury road every day so <laughs> they're, gonna, can... <laughs> they're gonna go like this to you they're gonna go like this <laughs> now roger do you have any new loot that you want to share off share with yes. us and show off all yes, right yes absolutely so of course, I, I finally was able to change my background but it's not quite working as you can see my hand keeps teleporting away yeah <laughs> um, i i hate the i thought you were doing background. i thought you were doing magic <laughs> yeah exactly it's just but, like but you, 70s do, background. you do have a blue screen you should be able to tell it that you're using a blue screen I did, and I, I just picked the 70s background because it was the first one I could find on my computer. And then the, now it's like, well, you got to join up if you want to put another one on. So I'm like, mm. all right. Fine, Wait, what? You're yeah. on my account. No. Oh, no. Every, yeah, every time, yeah, every time you log in, it has to be a Cernic. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. my daughter right, got I'm gonna me. Have, I'm going to have a conversation with StreamYard about that. All right, go ahead. My daughter got me for Father's Day. And, of course, I don't know if we can see this. Oh, that's oh my weird. god! Ooh. It's the Star Wars Mandalorian, the child talking clapper. 
with Nightlight. <laughs> clap what? on. Clap, clap on. on. Clap All on. Gone. Clap on. <laughs> clap on. Clap on. You know what? I'm bear with me for one second. I'm going to shut this background mm -hmm. off because um, I want to show you the other thing that I got. Let's see if I can do this. Just put none. <laughs> Clapper. I I didn't even um, know they still had those. I need to get one of those. I, you know how in handy that would come would have came in after my comedy show Thursday night. Like the last thing I forgot was turn off turn off the light. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this is the child clapper. Am I am I trying, showing you? Oh, there we go. That's it. It's the child. Love, Isn't I he love cute? This. That is adorable. <laughs> so the other thing, it's not a new thing. It's something I've had my whole life, but. It's one that I've shared with my son and my daughter, and now I'm sharing with my grandson. Um, it's it's this book, Movie Monsters, and it's 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 just awesome. It's like they talk about all of the the old movies. This is from, and I'll tell you in a quick second. It's probably the early seventies. Do you uh, know that I probably seventy five? That book was in our school library, and I probably checked that out every week. All year long, I'm I was sure obsessed you did. with that book. Oh yeah, nerd! I have, <laughs> I have a hardcover uh, book similar to that. Uh, it's just awesome. But but so so Roger, can we talk about the clapper for a minute? Do you remember that commercial? Oh yeah. Do you, do you remember? You know, they're doing the song clap on, and then the, the lady at the end, she's the last one. Clap on, clap off the clapper. And then she's out. She's yeah. like, I'm going to bed, bitches. <laughs> Definitely not supposed to say that in this show. Can we say stuff like that in this show now? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. John said it. Is that a is, is that, hey. that cosign? Did he just cosign on everybody? Okay. I heard that was permission. The one I remember was the, the Dennis Miller routine where he was talking about how uh, at the time Ronald Reagan was president. He's like, oh, hey, hold on. Dog's eating the rest of my cereal. Um, <laughs> we buddy. love it. It'll make him go fast. <laughs> It'll make him go fast. He just ate all my cereal. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Um, the 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 um Dennis Miller line where he was talking about Ronald Reagan. He's like, oh, Ronald Reagan has the the nuclear missile set to the clapper. The clap on, all gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's Classic. funny. I haven't seen Dennis Leary in so long. I wonder what he's doing nowadays. Dennis Miller, not Dennis Leary. Oh, okay, okay, Dennis okay. Leary, I meant yeah, Dennis yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, that's awesome. Hey, we got some comments from Nita Lanning of Raging 2 Broadcast Network tuning in to see Willow for sure. She says, good morning, Breakfast Bunch. Good, good morning, morning, Nita. And Nita, just for you, I I've got the blue this morning. Not the two-tone, not the Harley beard, but, you know, you you get the blue. Um, and she says, oh, they're awful, but great fun. And I don't know what, what that is pertaining to, Nita. Hmm. But Dave Mattingly says, I used to have that monster movie monsters book. I, yeah, I was obsessed with that. That's an amazing, amazing share, Roger. And Thank you. Lisa Starr says, I saw you at PopCon. Uh, either me or Crayley or Melissa. Um, but she says, my mom asked you a question. So it was me. She was in one of my panels and I was dressed as Hinata. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, you Close enough. Good job, Johnny. How would you pronounce it, Drew? Hinata. 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 
So, uh, welcome, Lisa. Glad to have you in the audience and um, glad you're with us. Now, when Roger... Okay, so what happened was a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had a great uh, guest on who said that she wanted to talk about her favorite horror hosts from Saturday morning. And it was actually, oddly enough, Drew... It was the same Saturday oh, that you were on. Don't show him, and, please. Don't and, show him. And, well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so just before we went live, the day before, Friday the day before, I was like, oh, my gosh, why did I not call Roger and ask him to be on the show? Because if anyone is a deep dive historian on this stuff, it's, it's Roger. And so I knew that he was going to be here. Um, this week, so I, I said, "Well, what, let's do it again. We'll we'll revisit the the TV horror hosts. You can be on. Pick the date. Pick the date. Now, so Drew, for you last week, we reviewed Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, and you bailed on us. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> I had to go on a family vacation. He's like, I didn't. Um, yeah, yeah. What well, you know? Um, family, I mean, they didn't family. have internet where you were, Drew. They didn't have internet. You couldn't just zoom in real quick and give your two cents on Spidey. No, it's fine. It's fine. Have a seat. Oh, <laughs> so this sounds like every girlfriend I had from like age seven. <laughs> so why didn't call me back? <laughs> That's awesome. So um, this week I was reviewing Moon Knight issue number one from mm. 1980 for Back Issue Breakfast Club. Um, reading the facsimile version, which is a reprint of the actual original version with all of the ads and everything. And I'm going through it, and in the centerfold was this ad for CBS Saturday Morning. Oh, wow. Right in the center was the ad for the Drac Pack animated series. I had not thought of this show since 1980. And to my dismay, there was a reason. But I thought <laughs> I thought to myself, self, Regor's gonna be on, and we're gonna be talking about horror hosts. What better time to do a cartoon review of the Drac Pack than when he's with us? So it was all synchronicity. So I sent I have no idea what's going on. So I sent the entire crew, the link to the full episode on YouTube, and we, or some of us anyway, watched the Drac Pack episode one. And for those of you who don't know, it was launched in September of 1980, September 6th to be exact, and it featured Drac, Frankie, and uh, the little wolf boy. Oh. I forget his name. Uh, but they were regular teenagers who could transform into these super-powered uh, next-generation monsters to fight crime. And they fought against uh, Dr. Dredd and his henchmen. Dr. Dredd is the character in purple and green and blue there. And one of his henchmen was Vampira. Them, and we're gonna that that segues into our next segment. Now I watched this, guys. Me too. And it took me three freaking days to get through <laughs> twenty minutes. 
the the the, <laughs> the photo you show showed of the show was better than any of the animation actually in the show, and then. <laughs> And secondarily, the, it just fits the mold of what we've been talking about for probably like three weeks. Kind of like Fang Face and um, what's the other one with the buggy? Like, And then um, the Mystery Machine. It kind of fits that mold that they were doing. It's like have three people in a buggy type like convertible or whatever just drive around fighting crime. That's all it was. It was like, now let's put, let's put them as a monsters. And like, okay. Mm-hmm. It was rough to watch this is actually this like you said johnny it took you three times to watch it this is actually like the maybe four or five times because i keep on starting i'm like oh i can't do this and then stop, stop because the the dialogue in there is ooh. <laughs> roger i remembered loving this show as a kid 10 year old johnny could not wait to watch this show but i had completely forgotten about it and now i know why <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's agree. The, I the, agree. Was that the show you played in the background while you played with like your toys? No, no, I was I was like transfixed. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I remember when it would premiered and you know, back in the day, for all you youngsters out there, they would have a show on like Friday night and it would say, Hey, these are all yeah. the new cartoons we're gonna premiere on a Saturday morning. Like every network did that, all oh, all three of them. And this was one of them. And I remember going, oh, my God, I have to see that. And I watched it. I, I, I Like you, John, I didn't remember it until you sent it to me. I was like, oh, yeah, the drag pack. So I watched that with my grandson, who's five. He lives with us. And um, at the end of the show, he goes, that wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I unpacked a lot from that episode. There were so many little things that they put into it. I mean, the Toad looked and sounded like Peter Lorre. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Dredd kind of resembled Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Jr. kind of sounded like Don Adams from Get Smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were a few Get Smart references in there. Uh, Vampira, who actually, let me clear the air here. Vampira is just named after the horror host. There really is no connection beyond that. Well, but, they, did, um, they definitely modeled her. Yeah. They after exactly, Vampira. Exactly. And we're going to talk uh, about her in a minute. Hungarian accent or Eva Gabor. Um, you know, Dracula's toothbrush only had like two things of bristles for his yeah. fangs. <laughs> I was like, oh. You know, Howler had the breath like the big Howler, 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 yes. Yeah. The superpowered uh, was, breath. That was pretty impressive. And in 1980, we were just coming off the 70s. And most of the time with decades, they kind of overlap. So this, when I was watching it, I didn't actually know, I couldn't remember what year it was from. But this was very 70s. It had that, like you said, it was that Hanna-Barbera kind of animation, three guys in a convertible solving crimes. Um, so it was it was cool because they even made a disco reference at one mm. point in it. Um, I, the DVDs were available on Amazon, but they're ridiculous. I would never pay well, what they're it's, asking. It's, it's, $89. Free. it's free on YouTube. Now, did anyone else think when you were watching this that Frankie's voice was voiced by Jim Varney, Ernest. Ah, I, I did not oh, think of that. I didn't think about it, but Is I knew true? the voices sounded no, familiar. No, no, it's William oh. Calloway. He right. did the voice of both Frankie and Howler. Now, that's interesting, yep. though. Drac, I thought, was more analogous to, um, like, Sean Cassidy or uh, Davy Jones, you know, the, the teen heartthrob uh 
Leaf Garrett kind of characters. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Drac was voiced by Je- uh, Jerry Dexter and William Call- Calloway. I mean, all of them were like Hanna Barbera guys that like, yep. did all the cartoons. Mm-hmm. William Calloway did also did Aquaman in the Super Friends. Yes. Oh, that's that's funny. And and the guy who did Doctor Dread in this also did the voice of the villain, the Chameleon from the Spider-Man episode that we reviewed last week. So oh he God. got around quite a bit too. Yeah. John, that he was, was Hans Conrad. He was Captain Hook in the Peter Pan film, the Disney animated movie. And he was also Wrongway Feldman on Gilligan's Island. I recognize his voice right away. Huh. That's awesome. So Willow he was getting paid. Willow, <laughs> you you did not watch this until this uh, morning. I gave you yeah. three minutes. And did you make it through the full three minutes? Uh, yeah. I made it past like the the title sequence and a little bit of the start. Yeah. Um, okay. I will be honest. It's probably better than a lot of the cartoons that are out now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. The, the the art is fantastic. Like it, I can see why you were drawn to it. Um, it's very reminiscent of the uh, of the times of the early eighties um, uh, art. Well, I mean, what what ten year old kid wouldn't be like super? I would love the toys. That? I would Ooh. want the toys of that. Never made a toy yeah. line, Ooh. right? As they shouldn't. <laughs> no, if they had ma- if they had made a toy line, it pr- probably would have lasted more than what I think thirteen episodes. Sixteen. Mm. 16. 16. Okay, that's what I said. Yeah. I mean, when I watched when I watched it, like there was only one part that stood out to me because of like adulting and yep. it's been a rough week and I was just like, "Oh, I found something to laugh about. Let me just post this on my social." Well, yes, yeah, so so Ivy posted a scene from the show where Toad is working at the controlling. He says, "Master, I need to go get lunch." And he's like, "Lunch?" You don't need lunch. Keep you working. Can, you can do more work. You work through your lunch. Okay, master. Oh, whatever you say, master. Okay, okay. No problem. And Ivy's like, this is corporate America today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I point out, I just wanted to point out, the guy who does the voice of the mummy man um, was Chuck McCann. And he was a famous comedian at the time. Yeah, there he is, Mummy Man. Uh, he he hosted a lot of kids' shows back in the '60s, and you guys are—I uh, don't know—any any of you may remember him. He was also in the the show Far Out Space Nuts. He was sort of the skipper <gasps> to Bob Denver's Gilligan. Oh character. yes, yeah. yes, I love that show. It doesn't hold yeah. up either. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it's it's great. It's like yeah. I I remember those Sid, Sid and Marty, Marty Croft, Croft shows. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, you know what other show he was in? Cool but, McCool. I don't know if you remember that, guys. That's right. Yep. That's like an that. old one that I just pulled out my <laughs> archives. Archives. Cool McCool. <laughs> We're going to have to check that one out. Don't, don't, and, don't. And, and Julia Wacky Racers, please. Just Wacky Racers, please. Oh, wacky Racers. Oh, yeah. God. I love that. Julie McWhorter did the voice of Vampira, and um, you guys might remember her as the voice of Smurfette in the Smurfs show. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> Hans, Hans Conried also narrated Fractured Fairy Tales. Oh, I loved right. Fractured Fairy Tales. That oh, yeah. was so funny. And uh, Drew Mattingly says, I remember Chuck McCann from They Went That Away. Right. And then he asks... Yeah. 
Dave Mattingly asks, did Chuck McCann also do Doritos commercials or something? Do you know the answer no, to that, Roger? I, I, well, I know. I can't remember the guy's name, but it wasn't him. It was the dude with the, like, the mustache and the curly hair um, that did it. He passed away probably like five years ago or so. Um, but it wasn't Chuck McCann, no. I don't think so. So, Melissa, I got to ask, did you watch the direct pass? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right so uh that's uh that's all of uh melissa's commentary on that uh moving right along we got some more we got some more comments uh ryan permission says hello ladies how are hey, you ryan. oh hi johnny hi johnny yeah well ryan you may have noticed that never mind there is a, there is a method to my madness, and it brought you to the yard. Anyway, <laughs> Ryan says, "What's up, Drew?" And uh, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan also says, "You missed your Spider-Man moment last week, Drew." What? Hold happened? on, but let me read this comment, Johnny. Okay. <laughs> you missed your Spider-Man <laughs> moment last week, Drew. What happened? I got a wife. <laughs> you didn't That's get why to you work have through the lunch. Hours. You didn't get to work through your lunch. That's what it was. <laughs> no PTO. And Sandra Noel says good morning, <laughs> and she had oops all berries this morning, which is super respectable. And she just reminded us that yes, last week we had Ernest Day. Uh, at Warner Parks in uh, Dixon last week. So it's a day because uh, Jim Varney, Ernest, was from Middle Tennessee. And so Ooh. every year we have Ernest Day here in Middle Tennessee, and I've never been able to go. Is but everybody just nice during that day? One, Johnny. You missed another one, Johnny. Is everybody just kind to everybody on that well, day? Well, no, no. Everyone, everyone just walks around going, know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> <laughs> or Speaking of which, I have this book. Stupid? I don't, I don't know. know. Montgomery oh, Bell State Park. Oh, what is that? Oh, wow. What do you have? Hold on, I got to shut hmm. my background off so we can actually see it. Uh, this is called uh, "The Importance of Being Earnest: Life of Actor Jim Varney." It's by his son, uh, Justin Lloyd. And I'm trying earnest? to get the guy on the show. I got to read yeah. the book first, though. But it's um, yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned Jim Varney because it's it's an amazing biography about his life. I mean, he was a Shakespearean trained actor. Yeah, before he dude became, was an amazing you know, actor, amazing yeah. actor, and and he created Ernest for um, Dairy Mart commercials. Uh, well, and I don't know, mm. it, it was a regional thing, but they carried it in different places, and he did these commercials. Um, where he would go into the, the local convenience store and get a Slurpee or whatever, and he'd turn to the clerk and go, you know what I mean, Vern? And uh, yeah. it, it became a thing, and, and he became a huge cultural phenomenon. Oh, yeah. I mean, around here, it was for a chain of convenience stores called Christie's, and he'd go, yeah. hey, Vern, shop Christie's, know what I mean? You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, da- uh, up at home in uh, North Canton, Ohio, it was uh, Lawson's Dairy Mart. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. 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 So uh, there's a great Jim Varney cosplayer named Billy Crank, says Dave Mattingly. We'll have to check him out. So um, any other last thoughts on Drac Pack, everybody? How about the audience? Anybody else uh, a not, fan of Drac Pack? Can we not watch another episode? <laughs> you know what? Just 
just for you, Ivy. We we will revisit it in the future. Just for that. Snarky no, comment. I have a I have a request, and my request okay. is that we review a cartoon of my choice since I was born in the nineties, and okay. I've been watching all these awesome and questionable new <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> well. You 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 were absent the day that we did Gem and the Holograms, and where and, and where were you one. where were you when we did Cuphead? That's a new one. I did watch I did watch Cuphead. Oh, that's right. You said it was I your was, thing. I was with you, Johnny. That's right. Okay. I was with you. <laughs> hey, John, John, I would love to come back if you want to talk about regular show because I've watched every. Episode oh my that. goodness, I would talk about that all day and how yeah, like it's, it's like mesmerizing. It's just the like antithesis of new age media. I love so, it. So you guys, I got a I got a love hate relationship with regular show. Because my son was obsessed with it. I watched it a lot. But I really believe that to appreciate that show, you have to be high on acid. <laughs> you don't know me, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys, sadly, <laughs> Melissa has to jump out in just a minute. She's got a hard stop in six minutes. Same. She's got to go get her hair did. Same. I got a hard um, stop. I got to get my hair did too. Okay. Well, so <laughs> Melissa, before you leave, I want to share a little news with the audience so that they know what's going on. Um, Melissa is going to be stepping back a little bit from the program because she's got a new <gasps> career opportunity that is going to take her higher, faster, and further. But uh, to do that, she's not going to be able to be with us every Saturday morning like she has been. Melissa, are you joining Justice League? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd you know? Okay. <laughs> Wait, she's becoming one of the seven? What? Oh, no. <laughs> she, her name, her code name's the organizer. I love it. Is, is that is that why you sent me that random email telling me to buy a one-way ticket and ask questions when I land? <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of Wait. a one-way ticket. I'm, I keep telling Ike, it's like, I can't wait to go to New York. He's like, we can only go if. And I'm like, if what? If the minute we land, you don't start singing any New York songs. And I'm like. <laughs> Listen, that's yeah, why yeah, that's why we go to Capitol Well, together. in that case, you could always sing Springfield, Springfield. Any <laughs> <laughs> Broadway. Andy on Broadway. It's close enough. So Melissa, <laughs> Melissa is going to still be with us, but she just may not be on Saturday mornings. We're going to be working on doing different stuff with her. And but Melissa, before you have to jump, uh, tell everyone to visit hopefulsimplicity.com and why they need to do that. I can't talk and point apparently at the same time. It's because it's all, it's all things organizing. If we have an organized life, we're going to live less stressed. And so that's what we do in my community. We share safe spaces. We share before and afters. And sometimes we share life is hard. I didn't do anything today. And that's okay. That's going to be that's today. Fine. That's and awesome. Then <laughs> you get a little geek out or random singing. And sometimes you get a splash of Melissa in there. And we're like, that's crazy. But we love that. We love <laughs> and hopefully Melissa. your husband doesn't come in and scare the crap out of you while you're vacuuming. <laughs> oh, well, I don't have one of those. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Not well, the husband. I have the vacuum, but I call him Herman, <laughs> and he comes with a remote. So, is that the husband too? <laughs> I have a kid for that. It's like if I don't want to clean, I'm just like, hey, remember that home team we're doing? Let's do it. I, I'm gonna go in here. <laughs> so, um, if Ivy has to, or Ivy, if Willow, I'm getting all confused this morning. I've been out of it. Listen, I'm getting rusty. So Ivy. many pretty ladies. Uh, there there are, are, right there are. There is a method <laughs> to my madness. I'm telling you. Um, so if Melissa vanishes suddenly, it's not because I kicked her out of the studio. It's because she's got to go and do her thing. But too much energy. Isn't that what you said? Yes. But, but before before she and Drew leave, we we have to talk about our, our topic of the week. This week in the rec room, this is why I had Roger here. A couple of weeks ago, Roger, we talked about Saturday Horror Hosts. And this this week, I put on our Facebook group, the, I asked people to vote on who they thought their, their favorite was, the top five. And lo and behold... We actually got votes for my favorite, Marty Sullivan, super host. Oh, man, this guy again. From WUAB wow. Channel 43 in Cleveland, Ohio. Was he a horror host or just a kid's show host? He was a horrible host. Wait, what? Serial <laughs> killer? Serial like, killer? No, 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 no. No, no. So, sometimes he Roger, Roger, sometimes he would... So, hey, we're gonna watch. Why? Some, why? We're gonna I just watch noticed some... that one nipple on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, he's pointing at it. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold in the studio. Um, it's cold. It's cold. But but we're 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 gonna watch some Stooges and uh, maybe oh, maybe no. some cartoons. And uh, we we got a we got a got we got a Frankenstein meets Abbott and Costello coming up. Oh. And uh, <laughs> that that was that was super host. That's awesome. epic. Oh. Roger, you gotta look him up. Drew, one more time for you. <laughs> Wait, do I that, have the do I have the hands right? I gotta be everyone like everyone do your super host pose. Too sober for that. Yeah. That's my new entrance when it. I that's my new entrance when I go into the ring just for Johnny. One nipple, one nipple. Just the one. Just one. Hey. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> Behind stage with ice. Nobody it gets funnier part. every time. It, it gets funnier every time. Ivy, I have a question oh, for you. I have a question for Ivy. Are you a fan of the Mexican horror? I'm sorry, the Mexican wrestling movies, the Luchador films oh. with Santo and Blue Demon and all them. Yeah, oh, I, awesome, I haven't, awesome. I haven't, I haven't watched them in such a long time. But uh, I actually have like this whole uh, weekend coming up, uh, right, really close to my birthday, where I'm binging a lot of old school wrestling, like lucha films, and nice. yeah, it's gonna, it's yes. gonna be cute. And I Korean lo- barbecue at home. <laughs> I have a relatively new live show that we've been doing once a month, and <laughs> next month in July. The second Sunday at 8 p.m., we're going to be talking about luchador films, and I've got a couple of guys that are experts on those films coming on. Oh yeah, definitely. I will. I will. I'm going to definitely watch that. That's going to be amazing. Awesome. awesome. Johnny. That, Ivy, when is your birthday? Ivy. When's July your birthday? 27. July 27. Okay. Okay. Mine's June yeah. 29th. Okay. You're you're not in the cancer realm. No, no, no. I, no. I, I humbly was born a little bit after that. And then God was like, descent. Descent to be a Leo. Be a leader. 
Hey, all right, Dana. guys. Take care. Oh, see you later, Drew. Thanks for okay, being here. Okay, love you. Bye bye. Love you. Go watch more Drag Pack. <laughs> How dare you? And, and, and never forget. Oh my God, Dave! I just read your comment, Roger. <laughs> I just kept... Oh, that is awesome. Dave nice. Mattingly says, "Roger and Ivy, I keep my luchador mask nearby at all times. You never know when I'll run into a disco vampire or rollerblade <laughs> werewolf." I love yes. that. I have mine so, available, and my grandson has Blue Demon. <laughs> that is awesome. So, like, Oops. with my 8x10s in wrestling, my mask is my sunglasses because you never know what I'm looking at or if I'm coming. So when I take them off, it's like, all right, we're ready to fight. So a little, little, <laughs> little sun, sun. Well, that's <laughs> fantastic. So... Um, this week, Roger, I put out the 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 notice that we were going to be talking about again about uh, TV horror hosts again. And Willow, were you a part of that episode that we talked about? No, no but you <clears throat> contributed your picture of your <clears throat> Elvira cosplay, mm-hmm. yeah. and we did talk about you. So um, we we put out the word that we're going to be talking about this, and I asked our fans who their favorites were who their top five was. And we had a few votes for Superhost. And as um, as you'll see, Sandra Noel says her favorite was Joe Bob Briggs. Um, but Roger, you sent me a list of what you consider to be the top five. Yes. And, and strangely enough, our fan voting lined up pretty much in line with these. Oh, wow. um, with the exception of, of one. Um, and um, he didn't appear on the list. So uh, we'll, we'll go through these real quick. And you tell us a little bit about each one and why they are in the top five. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Vampira, of course. She was the first of the horror hosts. She was, um, she did it. She started in, I believe, 1954. She only ran for a few episodes uh, into 1955 and um, you know she's the one yeah it was 54 to 55 you know she's goth looking she's got the long black hair the low cut dress but she wasn't like um, she wasn't a pinup girl she wasn't a cheesecake model she was uh, she was intended to scare men men didn't were afraid of her you know and she was an outsider and a potential threat to masculinity which is kind of cool yeah and um life. You know, to Vampira, men would appear to be unnecessary. And that was really risk-taking for 1954. Um, And so, of course, Elvira was sort of based on her. They had a court battle about it and stuff. But but I think Vampira is, she's the grandmother of all the horror hosts because she started the whole whole thing. And I'll get into the history later on. And And then, oh yeah, John Zacherly. Yeah, he started shortly after her. Um, he, he also he started his TV career in 54 as well, but it wasn't until 57. Um, he had been hosting other shows on, um, I think it was, uh, hold on, let me look at my notes. It was WCAU TV in Philadelphia. And he had been hosting like, you know, uh, like action theater, that kind of thing. And there was a Western theater kind of show where he was hosting Western movies. And he took that character which was called The Undertaker, and he brought him over um, into doing his 
shtick as Zacherly, which was his actual real last name, except his real name ended in E. It was uh, Zacherly, like ended in E, but he made the character uh, end in a Y. So it's Zacherly with a Y at the end. And, um, you know, his thing was, whereas, you know, uh, Vampira was sort of, uh, just sultry commenting on the films. He was doing actual spoofs and sight gags and comedy skits about the films that he was showing. And that was unique for back then. Um, and he also lasted for two years there. But then he continued for quite a long time after that. I mean, literally, the guy was doing appearances in his 90s. And uh, he didn't. He died in 2016 at the age of 98. So he worked wow. until the end of his life, which was amazing. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. And and here we have this fella. Yep. Bob Wilkins. He's the one. He I first discovered him um, back in the early 90s when I was working on the Fright Channel, or the late 90s, I should say. Um, he was out of, I believe, San Diego. And um, he didn't have, like, a shtick, per se. He was this, he just looked like a normal dude. He sat there. His, his uh, trademark was his glasses and his cigar. And he would talk about the films you're about to see. And he would, it was one of those things where he was like, okay, if I'm going to host these films, I'm going to be honest about them. So he'd be like, he would go through the TV guide and tell you what other things you could watch instead of the movie. He was <laughs> and he was great. And he ran for quite a while in the, like the sixties and seventies. Another guy who I'm hoping to have on my show soon until I have to read his book first, but uh, John Stanley kind of took over for me like he co-hosted for a while and then ended up taking over uh, but Bob Wilkins is is very beloved there my friend um, uh, Mr. Lobo who's a horror host uh, had met him and knew him and um, you know there's a lot to be said about this guy I, th I think for all these these horror hosts people really should google them and look because there's so much more than what I can impart in like two minutes you know Absolutely, absolutely. And then we get into the modern era. Elvira, Cassandra Peterson. Um, <laughs> she, um, you know, started in the 80s. Um, I'm going to say first, I, uh, for myself, I didn't know. I had, I think I read about horror hosts in uh, Famous Monsters magazine, but I didn't really know what they were until... Uh, we had Creature Double Feature in Boston, and that didn't have a host, just an announcer. And then um, they they um, they took a show on when Creature Double Feature ended. They syndicated another show, which I'll get to shortly. Um, and so that kind of got me. I was like, oh, oh, that's really cool. And then Elvira came along with the movie Macabre was her show, and it was awesome. It was like I was I'm gonna say like 87, 88, and she's made a couple of films about her character i think the first one was just elvira mistress of the dark and yes. uh the second one was elvira's haunted hills which she just made like a decade ago and that and was she's showing off the haunted hills right here in exactly this <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it but yeah yeah um that one you know both her films it's all about the shtick it's all about um sort of taking what horror hosts have done in the past and uh, a lot of it is puns and play on words and that sort of thing. And But she took it to an art form in the 80s. I mean, everybody was watching Elvira. You know, I have a bunch of DVDs of, of that show that, you know, it's just she was amazing. And she's still doing it. It's crazy. She shows up at conventions and stuff. And she's uh, how old now? 
67? Yeah. Okay. She's so. yeah. still young. Still yeah. Young. Absolutely. When, when you consider that Zachary Lee was doing this into his 90s, yeah. she's got at least another 20 years or more. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, look my, at and her. It's, so, it's so funny because my stepmom used to like watch her films and also like her photos. She had a few and she would practice doing her makeup for Halloween just like her. And then when I was learning how to do my makeup, uh, she was trying to teach me her style. So I had like my entire like photos growing up. You can see me mature with my makeup because I went from like low-key vampire to like dramatic vampire slash Lady Gaga to like just simple and just natural. <laughs> but it's like beautiful memories. Well, Sandra Noel says, as you I guys can tell, I'm all, I'm I'm a little bit of a fan. Yeah. <laughs> so Willow uh, is wearing her uh, Elvira garb, <laughs> and then I have this. Oh, oh wow! Let me take that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have. I I uh, I love. Here, okay. Sorry about the mess in the background, but um, so this oh, is wow. her makeup set. Oh, so look cool. at that with the candelabra yes. and the spider webs. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Um, and then I, I have uh, her her books. I have well, obviously the dress. Yeah, the... it's so cute. <laughs> I love it. Um, I I do dress up as her for Halloween. Uh, so yeah, no, I I love Elvira. I've been a huge fan of her since since the '80s. My my mom introduced me to her, and I, I think it was just like all all like the commercials stuff that came out from her and her movie. Um, so yeah, it was just all that. I I and then it she it it's like she had a resurgence in the late 2000s and just stuck around ever since. And Dave Mattingly says, great outfit, Willow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Super cute. And staying with the modern era, the one, the only, Svengoolie. Yes. So um, this kind of goes back to what I was uh, talking about earlier. So before him, before this guy, we'll talk about in a second, uh, there was a guy called Svengoolie. And he kind of looked like a hippie, same kind of face, but he looked like a hippie back in the late 60s into the 70s. Um, and this gentleman here that we're seeing is his name's Rich Coase. And he sort of he basically like mailed him, mailed the original Svengoolie jokes and he used them on the air and they formed a relationship um, a, sort of like a mentor relationship where he actually started to pay Rich Coase to write jokes for his character. And then he became part of the show. He worked on the show. He wrote like uh, uh, skits and gags and all that stuff. And after a while, the guy that played Svengoolie, which I can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, he decided he was going to retire from the part. And so, but he said, you should take over. Maybe you could be son of Svengoolie. So Rich Coase took over as son of Svengoolie for pretty much almost a decade. I'm going to say 75 to 85 roughly. And that was what I saw when Creature Double Feature ended in Boston. They syndicated the Son of Svengoolie show. And it was this guy that we're looking at, Rich Coase, as the Son of Svengoolie. And 
it was amazing. I was like, I was floored. I had never seen anything like this before. This was pre Elvira and it was coming out of Chicago. And after a while he figured that, you know what? Uh, nobody remembers the guy before me. Uh, I think it's time to not be the son anymore. I'm going to grow up and I'm just going to be Svengooley. And he's been doing it ever since he's every week. I, I DVR his show. I watch it with my grandson. Uh, Svengooley's on MeTV in all the markets. It's based out of Chicago. So that's where the sort of MeTV comes from. And to this day, he's still doing it. He's got all kinds of puns. And as you can see in the picture, he's got his rubber chicken. In fact, I have uh, a shirt, a Svengooley shirt. And on the back, it says official chicken thrower. Um, and it's like because at the beginning of the show and I think at the end of the show, the the, the crew throws rubber chickens at him, <laughs> you know. And he's kept up the horror tradition. He's the last national horror TV host. You know, most of them, I, I have a little background. If, if John, at some point, I'd love to get into real briefly about the, the history of the horror host, that sort of thing. But, you know, he's the last of them, really, of the, of the national horror host. He's seen in every market. There's tons online now. There's tons of people that have become yeah. horror hosts. But, you know, Svengooley, at this point, he's still the king. Yeah, and and... Uh, for those of you who don't know, MeTV is not. Yes, you can stream it now, but it is an antenna TV station. It is a HD TV station that you can pick up with your antenna. Right. <gasps> Shocking. We get it on the cable. We get it from Portland, Maine. Well, TVs, TVs already have a antenna. Yeah, inside. yeah. But I had to explain this to a Gen Zer um, <laughs> who was like, who's like, I can't find the app. I'm like, dude, it's on the TV. <laughs> over the air. And they were like, what do you mean over the air? I, I literally had to It went over it. their head. That's what uh, happened, Johnny. Literally, <laughs> literally it went over. And Sandra Noel says that uh, Svengooley was on Joe Bob about two weeks ago, maybe three. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, let's see. Dave Mattingly says he was the up all night host, not a horror host, but I always loved Gilbert Gottfried. As I oh, say. yeah. USA's up all night. Yes. Which, by the way, John, I wanted to say that was a great Gilbert impression. You know, God rest his soul. Poor guy. I listened to his podcast. Gilbert was amazing. And you did an uh, absolutely spot on impression. Thank you. And uh, Sandra Noel says Gen X forever. <laughs> Listen, I don't even identify as that. I'm a 90s baby. Can we roll back to the way it was just normal and simple? Like, simple, what happened yes. to all these letters and variables? Like, have a seat. <laughs> For a generation that doesn't like labels, sure loves though to put a lot of labels on things. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. King says hello. hello. Hello, King. And Dave Mattingly um, says, Vampira 9 from Outer Space. Yes, she was in Plan 9. Plan 9, yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't remember. What what part was she? Um, her and Tor Johnson were the, like the aliens. They can kind of mentally control people and stuff. Okay, I'm going to have to watch that movie again because I don't think I realized that that was the same person. Yeah. Of course, yeah, Plan yeah. 9 from Outer Space is We're going to have to have like a bad sci-fi night. The worst yeah. movie ever made. <laughs> I, well, you know what? It's funny. I have a, a dispute with that. Yeah, it's a bad movie. First of all, most of the movies that come out now, like the sci-fi channel movies, those are bad on purpose. The movies that came out in the past that were bad, quote unquote bad, 
they had good intentions. They wanted to make a good movie. They just didn't have the budget or the acting or whatever. And that's why they're bad. But Plan 9, in my book, is not the worst movie ever made. Because in my book, Highlander 2 is the worst movie ever made because of the <laughs> expectation. You know, you go into this movie going after the first one. Oh, my God, the second one's got to be amazing. And Russell Mulcahy, the director, was saying, oh, you thought the first one was great. This is going to be better. And it turned out they were from another planet and all this other crap. Highlander 2 made zero sense. I hated that movie. <laughs> but Sandra Noel says, Galaxina, way worse than Plan 9. Mm. I've, I've never seen Galaxina. Yeah, I've never seen that. I have, yeah. Uh <laughs> Again, so it's hard. regrets in that sentence. Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch. I it think. I think that one it. went over. <laughs> Listen, Sandra Noel, you keep dropping this knowledge on our show. You're going to have to become a host. Um, Dave Mattingly says Plan Nine might be the worst movie ever made, but Ed Wood is my favorite depth film. Ed Wood. Great movie. And Dave Mattingly also yeah. says there's no such thing as Highlander 2. Ed Wood is, is there was only one. He's like, what are you guys even talking about? Did you see that movie in Good Dreams? Maybe that's why. Which, Highlander 2? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish. <laughs> well, no. Did, did you guys not get the pun? There no. was only one. one. There shall be yeah. only one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which never made sense one. to me. How can an immortal be killed if he's immortal? And uh, the, well, the, the the premise of the film is that they can only be killed if their head is severed from their body. So that's why they fight with swords, which is kind of classy if you think about it in terms of you know movie combat. These guys have to fight with swords or axes or something and decapitate their Did opponent. Did you not watch the television show? I absolutely like the television show. And what what the television show explained that the movie doesn't is that the person who kills the other the other immortal, say there's two, one kills the other one, he uh, absorbs all of the power and knowledge of the one that he killed. And that works exponentially. So if that guy's killed, say, 50 immortals, he's got all their power. Now this guy kills him. He's got all that power. And the, the point is the last one left. There can be only one. The one who's standing at the end has the sum total of all the power and all the knowledge of all the immortals. But, but why can there only be one? Because they're mean, from the planet Zeist. I don't know. I, 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 I never understood that that either. Like, why why would they want to just be one? Like, why well, wouldn't they want to work together with each other? I have a friend who has a theory that somewhere in the past, in the distant past, way, way back, there was one dude that was super powerful. He was so powerful that his power, somebody or some higher force split his power into the humans on the planet. And so the, the goal was that this guy's power, you know, went into like almost everybody, like let's say a percentage of the population. And then little by little, they are called to gather together to fight each other until finally one guy at the end, get or girl, whatever, gets all the power. But but then totally you're killing off all it. your friends. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone you have something in common with, gone. But you know what? That's kind of the cool moral quandary. I mean, you know, in the sh TV show, uh, Connor McCloud, uh, Duncan McCloud was friends with other immortals, and they all knew that at some point we're going to have to freaking fight each other and kill each other, you know? 
I like that. I like that moral quandary in for storytelling purposes. I guess. Now, <laughs> we we've we've just we're we're over time, but I wanted to give you time, Roger, to talk about the history of TV mo- movie horror hosts because you did a huge amount of research. Listen, you guys, when I asked Roger to send me just a, a few facts about TV movie horror hosts, he sent me five pages. <laughs> was it that long? <laughs> Unbelievable. And I, and Front and like, back. Front and back. <laughs> and, and, and he was like, I didn't have a whole lot of time to come up with something. Here's the fr- just stuff off the top of my head. <laughs> the top, that's. He went, he did this. He did the archives. He's like, so let me see. (laughs) 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 Above and beyond. And, and the doctoral thesis that he sent me, we could talk about for weeks, but we got 10 minutes. So, um, give it, give us the reader's digest version. Okay, so uh, back in the early 1930s, like 1931, you had Universal came up with like Dracula and Frankenstein, the Invisible Man, and they were huge hits. But by 1936, they felt the audiences were, you know, didn't really care about horror all that much. Um, but in 1938, there were there were floods in Hollywood. There were financial issues, so a lot of the studios were running out of films to play first run because they couldn't make them for for various reasons, and so. Uh, the the concept of reissuing films was on the table, and most of the studios were like, "No, you know, bleep that. We're not we're not putting reissuing films." But Universal was like, "Hmm, that's actually kind of a good idea." So they tried to put out some of their films, but they did stupid pairings, like they'd put they'd pair Dracula with a movie called Lady Tubbs, you know, stuff like that. And you know, they tested it out in New York, and nobody cared. However, there was a dude in California named Emil Uman, and he owed he owned a theater called the Regina Theater in Beverly Hills. And he thought not only playing Dracula and Frankenstein was a good idea, but he also added in Son of Kong, which was from RKO, which was a different studio, obviously, than Universal. And this this triple feature was supposed to run for four days. But the first night they had so many people they had to call the cops because they couldn't control the crowds. It was enormous. Um, so he dropped Son of Kong because he figured if he just had the two films, because both Dracula and Frankenstein, the originals, only run a little bit over an hour, I think, um, he could get more showings in of them. It was a huge hit. He got tons of money. And at that point, Universal kind of got dollar signs in their eyes. They were like, oh, we could actually make money. But from that particular, the Regina Theater, from that particular place, they weren't... Uh, they weren't getting a percentage. They were getting a flat fee. So Universal pulled those pictures, Dracula and Frankenstein, and they decided to do a wider release in theaters where they would get a percentage. And basically, you had this horror renaissance. Um, so, you know, uh, they reissued them in like Seattle, Portland, Oregon, Indianapolis, Detroit, Chicago. They made 500 prints of the films and sent them out, and it was a huge hit. So now you're getting into the 1950s where TV is almost everyone has a TV in their household now. And it was a big thing. It was a new thing. And the the movie studios were going, well, how can we capitalize on this? And Universal sort of realized they had had this previous success with reissuing their horror films. There was a, a renewed interest in these films. We could do it again. 
on the small screen. So what they did was they, uh, Screen Gems actually was the company that sort of took the Universal Films and they created something called the Shock Package. And it's shock with an exclamation point at the end. Um, and they sent them to TV stations and it came with a set of instructions. You know, uh, grab the weatherman, throw a cape on him, make him host the films, make it interesting, talk about facts about the films. And it worked. And this happened in all the different markets. Some of the markets didn't have a horror host. Like like I said, in Boston, we did have a host, I think, in the 60s called The Ghoul. But when Creature Double Feature came along from 1975 to 85, we just had a voiceover. But still, it was kind of the same thing. Um, but well, that and was, that's, that's, how, that's how Marty Sullivan became super host. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then by the 70s, they did it again. They called it. Well, first of all, let me just say with the shock uh, package, that's why there's a lot of uh, TV shows or there were a lot of TV shows back in the day called shock theater because of the shock package. In the 70s, they did another package called creature features. And this one included, you know, sci fi and horror films of the 50s and 60s, the British horror films from those decades. Japanese giant monster movies, you know, we saw a lot of Godzilla films, and that's what I grew up with, and John, probably you, um, was the Creature Features package, and again, in those markets, we had um, uh, shows called, like in Boston, like I said, Creature Double Feature, or I think there was one in Philadelphia also, same name, uh, but there were Creature Features all over the place. Bob Wilkins' show was Creature Features, yeah. and it was because of that package. And well, so and that's, that's what Superhost was. Yeah. So Superhost did Creature Feature and and we're talking about Bob Wilkins. Yep. And um yeah, so yeah. And and the thing is, uh Mr. Lobo, who I referenced earlier, is a friend of mine. He's also a horror host. He was actually in the remake of Plan Nine from Out of Space. So if you watch the original, we'll have to watch the remake too. But hmm. um he pointed out at one point, I was at a convention, it was the Horror Hound in Indianapolis back in 2011, and he pointed out that Okay, so all these packages went to all the different markets, and each market sort of had their own way of showing these films. Yet, we all grew up watching the same films. It wasn't, you know, nationally syndicated. It wasn't like watching one show in every market, the same show. These were different shows, yet we were still watching the same films growing up, and we didn't even know it. You know, we weren't connected back then like we are today with the internet and all that. And that's an amazing thing to think about, that this whole generation grew up kind of into the same thing that everyone else was. We just didn't know it. We had no way of, you know, figuring that out. And it's an amazing thing to think about, you know? No, yeah, it, it really is. And, and yeah, I, I grew up watching those universal horror movies on Saturday afternoon, hosted by, I mean, all, all jokes aside, super host Marty Sullivan, he hosted the Universal Monster movies, the Godzilla movies, um, the Creature Features, all of that. And I I loved watching those shows on Saturday afternoon for me. Yeah. For a lot of people, it was Saturday night or you know Friday night. Like um, in my hometown, we had a Friday night host called uh, called the Ghoul, the cool, oh, yeah. the cool Ghoul. And um, he was a friend of mine who owned a local comic book shop. And he bought time on the public access channel and it became so popular that it got picked up by the local network. But, um, you know, 
uh, you're right. We we were all experiencing that same thing. Now, Ivy, you're a little bit younger than Roger and I. No, but that's that's what I was going to say. Like what you grew up on, it led into my generation in the 90s. And it yeah. kind of set the tone of what we were going to grow up with. And, you know, technology was getting better. You know, Internet was sort of slowly making its way around to us. Um, not like now, but in the beginning. And it's just it, it's so... It's so awesome because I learned so much from you guys, too, at the same time, because it gives me an opportunity to kind of understand my siblings when they were growing up, conversations we never possibly had. And then now we have those conversations and talk about it now. We kind of tell each other about, you know, what we were watching and what I was watching when they were out ha with their friends, you know, playing handball or basketball. So I, I, I love these moments. I get like, I get like really like student, like, yeah, okay. I, you're the master. Keep telling me more. Like, tell me more. <laughs> and, and Willow, you're, you're much younger than, than I am as well. But did you I, have the same kind of experience growing up? I loved watching like Tales from the Crypt and, uh, like, uh, I, uh, it's sad that up in Canada we didn't have like the horror host that thing uh, that became popular for you guys, but uh, we did have like a lot of uh, ch um, children uh, shows and stuff like that. Um, but I, I absolutely loved uh, watching things like the uh, Twin Peaks uh, back in the day, and then. Um, now I can't really stand those movies, but <laughs> yeah. well, and, and so Roger, the, the Saturday horror host would have fed into the late eighties, nineties tales from the crypt, uh, twin peaks. And, and well, obviously into the late mid eighties, the whole resurgence of the slasher films in Hollywood. Yeah. And it makes me think of like the books I read too. Like, um, I forgot the name. Johnny Goosebumps. Mike. No, not just Goosebumps. But, uh, but when they used to turn, they touch anything and they turn into that animal. Oh, that yes, yes. That's the book that. Those are the books that I used to read in school. Um. Uh oh, Roger, Goosebumps. you're on mute. Hold there on. you go. There we go. Nope. St still can't hear you. Something's going on. Hold on, something wrong with my mic. Oh no, we hear you now. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. What books were you talking about? Animorphs. Animorphs. Oh, animals. Yeah, animorphs. That's what I grew up on, and I used to love how like the number of the pages used to also have like them slowly turning into that animal, whatever it was, or a series of different animals that they'll turn into in that series. So uh, that was right. like one of my favorites. But in the eighties too, we had. You know, uh, Al Lewis, who was Grandpa Monster, he hosted mm -hmm. movies. Commander USA's groovy movies. Um, of course, Elvira, Joe Bob Briggs started in the 80s. I remember watching him on uh, the movie channel, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, let's not forget that uh, a group that are considered a horror host, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, yeah. You know, they hosted bad movies and it was great. You know, uh, you know, we of course, we had Svengooly. In the 90s, we had uh, Gilbert Godfrey doing Up All Night, as you mentioned earlier. And downtown Julie Brown. That's right. Yep. And then um, uh, in the 2000s, we have a guy named Dr. Gangrene, who's still doing it today. 
Penny Dreadful, who's still doing it. Uh, and uh, Dr. Gangreen is based out of Nashville here. That's right. Yep. Huh. yep. And Count Gore Duvall, he's still doing stuff. He's got his own Roku channel. Um, you know, well, of course, awesome. See, another I, guy I named... feel like there's there's a market that's missing uh, for Canadian television, and um, <laughs> well, like, you're gonna have what, to create it, sweetheart. You're know gonna have to <laughs> put on your directors. Hold on, hold on. Put on your director's they, they, hat. They're... Put on your producer hat. You're gonna have to bring it. Cause... The CRTC is so worried about the Canadian content being a miss. Where are our horror hosts? Is, like, is... we this is what we need. Is that a <laughs> America is so jealous of the healthcare out there, so we just don't give you certain shows. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I and got your Canadian content right here, folks. Roger, <laughs> Roger, there's a new uh there's a new show out of Channel 43 WUAB in Cleveland, where you know we had super hosts when I was growing up. Today they've got Leopold and Lenora. Oh, okay. And they they are doing old school horror film every Saturday night. Nice. Out of Channel 43 in Cleveland. So we're starting. And of course, Sven Gulli now on MeTV, nationally syndicated. Um, we're, I think we're starting to see a resurgence of some of that um, nostalgia with the, the skit comedy and, and whatnot in between the commercial breaks. And um, I think it's a good thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's funny? What what, what I think uh, is an inspiration to a lot of these, and inspiration certainly to myself, I don't know about you, John, but do you remember Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine? Yep. Yeah. You know, Forey It's Ackerman. still produced, by the way. That's right. It is. And it's produced by someone who's pretty good. There was a, in a dispute at some point about a decade ago. And, um, you know, Famous Monsters was uh, edited by a guy named Forrest Ackerman, Forey Ackerman. Mm -hmm. And he... His shtick was puns. So when you read these magazines, not only are they giving you information about all the movies that came out or are coming out, but he would do it in the form of puns and play on words and stuff like that. And I think a lot of the horror hosts were sort of inspired by that, which, which is why, like, if you watch Svenguli, he does all that stuff. He's always doing play on words and puns and stuff. And it's I find it hilarious. I love puns. My kids... They groan and cringe every time, <laughs> but they know it's coming, you know. <laughs> Listen, I love a good pun, so. <laughs> You're so punny. <laughs> and it would so, be in, in today's uh, culture, too, because the dad jokes are everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, my, my dad, well, you know, you say you have grandchildren, so to, to you, to both of you and Drew that has left already, happy early Father's Day. Thank you. And thank you for throwing this knowledge because i have learned so much today and i i can't wait to see your episode uh with awesome. like lucha i can't wait please send awesome. me please so send fun. me the details so i can follow and subscribe i will i will so absolutely. We, we we do have to run we're way over time but i want to get a few last comments in my favorite uh it says dave mattingly my favorite 50s horror movie is them i haven't seen that movie since i was a kid i saw it on Superhost. I haven't seen it since then. I remember loving that. I need to go watch it again. Nice. Um, and Sandra Noel says, in the Connecticut area, there was a host called Dr. Atomic oh, okay. and Mad Frank. I remember Mad Frank because my aunt lived in um, Danbury, Connecticut okay. growing up. So I remember that. Awesome. Awesome. So, Roger, if someone wanted to um, get into some of these classic horror hosts 
that, that we've talked about. What is the where where is the best place to send them? Um, hmm, that's a good point. Well, I think the um, and I, I got to call the link up. I think the best one is uh, uh, what's I think the link I sent you. Hold on, let me. See. We lost you. There's something wrong with the connection. I'm gonna have to get a new cable. Um, there's a website and it's uh, Igor's Chamber of Horror Host. Let me see if I can call it up real quick. Oh, there we go. Um, do 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 here. See if it's coming. Yeah, egorschamber.com, e g o r s chamber.com, and this pretty much is the most comprehensive list. There's sort of like at the bottom of the page. There's an A to Z list. You can click on them and literally just go through them. That is the most comprehensive list of horror hosts. Um, it's hard though. Like if you don't know, like let's say you grew up in a particular is city. Is that it, Igor's? chamber.com that's exactly it yes um i highly recommend that in fact i'm listed in there as uncle death um but i think you know what go to youtube oh first of all google if you don't know like if let's say you grew up in a a certain market who were the horror hosts in you know xyz market just google it and then go to igor's you can find references to it and then go to youtube chances are a lot of their videos are now on youtube you know yep Superhost I mean, is on YouTube. There you go. Yeah, I got to check that out now. I haven't seen that guy. I love it. Um, Elvira is <laughs> on DVD. <laughs> There's not a lot of these on DVD, unfortunately. I think, and especially in the case of Vampira and uh, Zachary Lee, back then they figured, oh, nobody's going to watch this shit anymore. Oh, pardon my French. Nobody's going to watch this stuff anymore. We'll just record over the tapes that we made. So they lost a lot of stuff. I mean, even early Doctor Who's are gone forever because... They just figured nobody was going to watch them again, you know? Yep, yep. I hear you. I hear you. All right, guys. We are. We had an extra long episode this morning. But you know what? We can do that because I own the network. Um, <laughs> but um, thank you, Willow and Ivy, for hanging out. No so for those of you who are watching, Willow is going to be joining us as a regular co-host. Yeah. Um, awesome. Congratulations. Um, as, as, you know, not just subbing for D, but... Also, uh, you know, as Melissa know, rotates like... in and out. And um, uh, for those of you wondering where Sean Connors has been, he's been off doing dad stuff himself. Um, so he is uh, kind of stepped back for a while as well. He'll be back. He had a couple graduations. He had a couple of graduations in the family. And he's that's right. Doing... Sean, we love you. We think about you all the time. Yes, and we do. Happy early Father's Day to you, too. So Wait, he Sean Connery, I think he's off fighting Spectre, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> yes, money pad. It's off sides. <laughs> Follow me, boy. Anyway, um, so uh no, he'll be back uh after the summer, and um so it's me, D, Willow, and Ivy. Nice. Roger, I surround myself with beautiful, talented women on purpose. I see that. I'm jealous. If I'm just saying, I'm in New York. So if this soap opera is in New York, you need some extras. You need an actress. Hey. Call me up. I'm just I, writing soap opera news, not writing them yet. But my goal listen, is to I'm putting I'm hospital. putting it out there in the future for you. I'm I'm manifesting you it for you. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> this, is the closest, this is the closest that I'll ever get to becoming a Charlie's Angel. So, um, sweetheart. Um, you are a Charlie's angel. <laughs> you are our Canadian Charlie's angel. 
<laughs> All right. So with that, we're going to say goodbye. Hey, follow everyone on their social. Uh, Roger, then is now, what, what is uh, your best website? Uh, go to havenpodcasts.com and you'll find all our stuff. We're on both shows are on all the podcasting apps, but that's probably the best starting point is havenpodcastsplural.com. I'm going to put that right here. Havens. No, Haven. 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 One Haven. Podcasts. Podcasts. Look, she's got it right there. Ivy. Good job, Ivy. I'm bringing that up. Dot com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> this is an honor to be here again. I love it. I got to come back more often. I really enjoy doing this. Yeah. Show. I want to have you on Cryptic Crunch one of these days. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that That's our spinoff show yep. uh, that Willow hosts in the, uh, in the tree house. And so uh, Sunday nights, yeah, he would be great as a co-host guest regular guest i just want to pick your brain <laughs> with, a more spoon, one. with a spoon picture online i love that <laughs> pick pick your brain i'd get my cereal bowl with the dog ate it all so it's all gone. more brains all right um Willow, where can people find you at Willow Skyler on all of the socials? Everywhere. Um, I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, you know, uh, Instagram, YouTube. I, I'm everywhere. I, I even have a have a TikTok. Um, I was going to ask you, are you on the clock? I am. Are you on? Are you ticking and talking? <laughs> with all my cat videos. Now, Ivy, you said that as if your mother confronted you in that fashion. No, she did. She did. She really did. Um, Especially when it was the uh, Red Room Challenge. And she goes, are you stripping on the tox? <laughs> well, so, no. so Ivy, I... There's a reason to follow Ivy, Healing with Ivy on Instagram. This week, she did post some rather steamy photos of herself in her underwear. Yeah, in my PJs. Because, listen, guys, I used to be 350, uh, 15 pounds with no like self-confidence, no self-esteem. So the Healing with Ivy journey is me bettering my mental health and physically. And I've been getting back to my wrestling roots. I've been on stage in comedy, and I want to feel good about myself. So I've and been putting in the work. Phenomenal! You look Thank you. fabulous. Thank you. And and. But I uh, had Burger King for dinner last night. I'm just saying. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> it's 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 all about balance. 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 Well, I balance that burger <laughs> <laughs> with fries and a milkshake awesome. <laughs> on, on your on your flat stomach. Yeah, just you she, know, just she's laid back. <laughs> she, she, she's looking fantastic. So follow her on Instagram, follow havenpodcast.com. You can find me at johnpica.com and connect with me on all of the socials. And um with that, and and Dave Mattingly says Ivy, congrats for taking ownership oh, of your body. You, Dave. Oh my god, and Orville is getting really good. That's my, he's my Orville buddy. Yeah, Dave Orville's Orville. phenomenal. My buddy. Phenomenal. We could talk about this stuff all week and we will <laughs> again next week. Um, Excellent. So until then, 
Uh, if you like the show, make sure you tell two, 300 of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. You can contribute to help us improve the show at buy me a coffee slash cereal box pod and tell two, 300 of your closest friends and family to come share the fun, like us, subscribe, give us a review. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.